This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, good morning, 7.06 a.m. on Tuesday, the 7th of February. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wang Xiaoning and Chong Jansan. Now, in half an hour, we are going to discuss the fallout between the U.S. and China over the alleged spy balloon that was spotted uh, last week and shot down in the Atlantic Ocean on Saturday. But as always, we're going to recap how global markets closed overnight. So key U.S. markets closed in the red. The Dow was down 0.1%. S&P 500 down 0.6%. The Nasdaq was down 1%. In Asian markets, the Nikkei was up by 0.7%. The Hang Seng was down by 2%. Shanghai Composite down by 0.8%. And the Straits Times Index, it was up by 0.05%. But the FBM KLCI, it was closed for the Taipusam holidays. So for some insights on international markets, we have on the line with us Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the U.S. Trust Bank of America Private Wealth Management. Good morning, Joe. Thanks as always for joining us. Now, we saw blockbuster U.S. January payroll numbers that shook market perceptions. And uh, the markets are obviously concerned that the Fed may be uh, finished with rate hikes. Not anymore after those numbers. Could you maybe break down for us what the figures were and the implications that they hold for future FOMC decisions? Well, you're right. It was a blockbuster number. It was kind of stunning. I mean, everyone kind of just stood there in awe looking at the numbers. But and the growth was really across the board with government uh, services, manufacturing, healthcare, tourism, and you know retail very strong as well. So what's happening, a lot of companies are hoarding labor. Um, and that's why the unemployment rate at 3.5% is kind of unheard of given all the Fed rate hikes that we've seen in the last year. So it's very hard for the Fed not to continue to raise rates. And re- what it really did, anyone who thinks the Fed's going to cut rates by the end of this year, that, that's been taken off the table. So the Fed's still very much in play. Labor market's red hot. And slowing down this economy is becoming harder and harder. And Joe, further supporting the recovery narrative, U.S. services PMI numbers showed a more, a more a move back to expansion territory in January. Where did this growth come from? You know, a lot of it is coming from entertainment, travel, leisure, um, people at the airports are packed. The planes are packed. So, you know, spring break is around the corner. So you're seeing a lot of that you know, bounce back. So you're seeing goods inflation come down a little bit, um, but you're seeing a lot of demand for services and healthcare included as well. So, you know, as I said, you, the growth in the United States is slowing, but not at the pace that the Fed would like it to be, given all the hikes we've had thus far. Okay, Joe, let's take a look at markets. Is the rally that we saw in, you know, in, the, in the first few days, well, first few weeks of this year over, uh, considering that the Fed is probably going to remain very hawkish, earnings are lackluster so far? What's your sense on where markets are going from now onwards? Yeah, I mean, if I'm sitting in Malaysia, I'd be careful jumping into the U.S. market here. The market's come a long ways, too far, too fast. We'll get a pullback, but I think with a pullback, it might be a buying opportunity across the board, whether it's industrials, the cyclical side, growth and value, technology. So I think we've come busted out of the gate a little too fast here. And what's very interesting, fourth quarter earnings, they are coming down the estimates for the fourth quarter. Guidance has been very weak. And for the fourth quarter, you're going to see year-over-year decline. So I think our earnings recession is underway. So you got to be careful with that. There's going to be more downside going into, say, Q1 and Q2. But I also think these, these downdrafts are buying opportunities for people who do, do not have exposure. 
And if we look at, um, I guess, some of those tech earnings that underperformed, we are seeing um, companies like Alphabet, Amazon, Apple, uh, they've all missed expectations and investors seem to be focused on those companies' cost-cutting efforts. And this includes job cuts. Do you think those retrenchments in the tech sector are going to have any impact on the U.S. unemployment rate? I, you know, marginal, marginal. Um, you know, what's, what's always and why investors always love technology because they're like labor light, L-I-T-E, in the sense that they didn't employ a lot of workers, but, you know, there's a lot of output. So now that we're laying off tech workers, I don't think it's going to move the needle, number one. Number two, a lot of these technology workers, they're being sapped up. I mean, they're, they're being sopped up. I mean, they're, 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 they're being rehired right away because we do have a lot of other areas that need these type of skills. So I don't think it's going to move the unemployment needle dramatically. And remember, the Fed would like the unemployment rate to get to 5%, but we're nowhere near that at this point. And Joe, I'd like to ask uh, on the recent Adani fiasco. S&P recently cut its rating outlook on two Adani companies to negative from stable as the fallout continues. Could this fallout spill over to other Indian corporates and ultimately affect the image of India Inc.? Uh, good question, and I, I can't comment on that specifically, specifically company-wise. But uh, you know, if we look at the all the talk of leaving China, uh, manufacturing going down into India, Apple increasing their uh, presence there. This is India's moment, and I don't think that you know what's happening with this particular company is going to ruin that opportunity. But India has a real opportunity to step up in the big leagues, a la China, and be a big part of global manufacturing supply chains. And, yeah, the question is, will they will they grasp it or not? You know, right? With services or manufacturing, I mean, we we you know, India. There's only one. There's only one other potential for another China, and that's India. But we've been waiting for that for quite some time. So we'll we'll see. I think you know a little bit of both. I mean, I think India is recognizing. They need the foreign direct investment. They're starting to get it, and I expect that to continue. Okay, because if you look at the Nifty 50 index in India, it's down 1.9%. It's actually the only market in Asia that is in the red on a year-to-date basis. Is this actually then an op- buying opportunity if we look longer term? Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to put it. It is a long-term opportunity for an investor that has a long-term perspective, You know, three to five years, because I do think – you know, India's turning towards more integration with the world, more multinationals coming there. It's going to boost their game, increase their production, their output. So, yes, um, on this pullback related to one specific uh, instance, that, that's always a good opportunity to be looking around for opportunities. Joe, thanks as always for the chat. That was Joe Quinlan, Chief Market Strategist at the U.S. Trust Bank of America, Private Wealth Management, giving us his take on some of the trends that he sees moving markets in the days and weeks ahead. Yeah, he thinks that uh, given the strong U.S. January payroll numbers, I think you can't expect the Fed to cut rates this year. I think they'll continue to hike given that the strength in jobs were actually across the board as well. So the Fed will likely continue in its hiking cycle, perhaps more than the balance of 20 or 50 basis points that the market is expecting. And what's unusual about these job reports is, yes, you know, the number was staggering in terms of job creation, but there wasn't really any wage growth, which is kind of odd, actually. So the economy in the US is really in a funny place at this moment. And what does this then mean for the Fed? We'll know because actually Jerome Powell is uh, due to make a speech later on, I think tomorrow. So we'll get an indication as to whether are they going to be very hawkish or are they going to be slightly more dovish? What do they make of these job numbers? And are they doing enough in terms of the rate hikes? U.S. economy keeping us on our toes. Uh, let's turn our attention over to some corporate earnings that have come out overnight, starting off with Pinterest. I'm always surprised to remind myself that Pinterest is a listed company. It's one of those companies that I just don't 
Imagine to be on Do the stock exchange. Do you have an account? I believe I have a dormant account, probably. Uh, but it's really not active Jensen, anymore. Jensen, do you don't even know what me. it is? I don't. <laughs> I've seen it. Okay, I have a rough idea what it is, but I don't use it. <laughs> I think I only use it to keep like hairstyles that I want to try out. And so I, would, I have a Pinterest board for that. But otherwise, I hardly ever look at it. But uh, Pinterest shares did fall as much as 12% after reporting revenue that missed analyst expectations. And they issued a light forecast for the first quarter. So revenue rose by 4% year-on-year to $877 million, lower than expected. Um, the market was expecting about $886 million, while earnings per share came in at $0.29, cents, which is higher than the $0.27 cents expected. For the full year 2022, revenue did jump by 9%, $2.8 billion, and then it come for the fourth quarter of 17 registered $17 million, but locked a net loss for the whole year of $96 million. You know, this just really proves a point when it comes to capturing eyeballs, right? What it could be very hot one year, can Sunny just go out of vogue another year? And I think Pinterest maybe three, four, five years ago was extremely popular. Now, of course, that less so. And you can see that reflected in the calls on Wall Street. So the 12 buys, 18 holes, 1 sell. Consensus target price is very close to current share price. 28 US dollars and 57 cents during regular market hours. The stock was actually up 41 cents to 27 dollars and 89 cents. I'm curious, what's the next big thing out there? It was definitely TikTok uh, what, two years ago? Mm. And I'm sure something new is going to pop up. That's Chat true. GBT, I don't know what it is. Perhaps we will have some discussion later on, I think, what Google's planning on this AI front. Uh, but if we take a look at more corporate earnings, let's uh, see Spirit Airlines. Their shares rose over 7% after reporting better than expected quarterly results, thanks to strong demand for travel. So revenue increased by close to 41% to $1.4 billion US dollars, Versus analyst exitimist of $1.38 billion. So if you exclude the special items, adjusted net income was close to $13 million. So this is equivalent to about $0.12 cents per share. It's three times better than what analysts were expecting. Uh, for the fourth quarter of 2022, the load factor was 81%. Total revenue per passenger flight segment for the fourth quarter rose by 23% to around $136. Now, bear in mind, they have a merger ongoing with JetBlue. This $3.8 billion merger is being scrutinised by the US Federal antitrust regulators uh, but Spirit Airlines indicates that this planned merger is still slated to close in the first half of 2024 but the street you know kind of lukewarm on this name because mm. it's eight holes one buy one sell consensus target price 26 US dollars current share price actually down 14 cents to 19, 19 US dollars and 60 cents is this indication maybe it's just down to the valuations or the impending merger but bear in mind Pretty much all the American airlines have actually gone back to pre-pandemic travel schedules. Of course, there's travel chaos, chaos right. in the US. You know, it's either down to IT systems that went haywire or it's really bad weather. But cabin fever really driving Americans back onto uh, back to flying. A lot of demand there. 7.18 a.m. now. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to cover more top stories in the newspapers and portals this morning. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.